Do not attempt to adjust. Do not attempt to adjust. Do not attempt to adjust the frequency. There is nothing wrong with your streaming device. We are controlling the transmission. If we wish to make it louder, we will bring up the volume. If we wish to make it softer, we will tune it to a whisper. We control the hysterical. <laughs> we control the rational. Mm. Mm. Yes, quite. I agree. Quite. Sit patiently, and we will control all that you hear. <laughs> we repeat, there is nothing wrong with your streaming device. You are about to participate in a great awakening. You are about to experience the truth and wonder reaching from the inner mind of the Geek Out Heroes. So welcome to the Geek Out Hero. <laughs> if I can actually get my tongue untied right now, fuck, that was terrible. What the hell is that? Welcome to the Geek Out Heroes. This is Vargo. This is Josiah. It's Anderson. <laughs> and uh, listeners, this week um, we're gonna discuss a little bit about uh, GTA Six. That was the uh, trailer that broke the internet. Um, and uh, I don't know why. It's just like here's the thing: like GTA has come out for fucking years now, right? Why is it such a huge event? Because there's there's a ten year lifespan now of the games, like a ten year uh, difference, uh, like from one to the next, right? Like, why do people lose their fucking shit? I don't know. Maybe it's because it's actually happening now. I guess. Well, you know, I'm more reliant on another Grand Theft Auto coming out before StarCraft Ghost. Yeah, I'm more surprised that they didn't just continue with the uh, the online all the time multiplayer aspect of gta 5 and just say fuck gta 6 at well, this shoot, point that had a new trailer too because they just add some more whatever content for uh, gta online yeah so i i don't know what they're i don't know if they're gonna and here's the other thing like with gta online are they gonna continue doing doing gta online and having people pay ludicrous amounts of money uh, yeah and uh, cash cow and all the shit but are they gonna start it over you or are they, they going to transfer everybody over to like, oh yeah, you get to transfer over to GTA, excuse me, GTA Six online, and uh, you get to bring all your stuff with you? Oh, they'll I probably do character transfers, but I can't imagine them letting you keep all your stuff. They'll right. make you earn it. Yeah, they'll make you. They'll make you make pour you it all or over. something. Yeah, yeah. People, it's you know, just maybe, like- they'll, maybe they'll do something creative, like have a, have an online event like uh, Fortnite where you have to basically do a heist or something like that in order to get some funds or whatever that are being like you're you're the FBI are coming after you or something in the uh, the online you have to you have to be able to sneak away just as a minimal amount for your restart in online uh 6 i don't know we'll see it'd be kind of nice to at least at least give some some people like some kind of like oh you can have this experience in GTA Online and and it'll carry over to GTA Online Six something, but that's just a you know that's that's just my pipe dream for for them not fucking over all of their customers entirely. I am looking forward to uh, 
Ryan being the best driver in the game again. <laughs> That'll be pretty fun. <laughs> I look forward to not playing it ever. Yeah, I just don't like Here's the thing. GTA Online, it's a cool idea. It sucks. <laughs> it, it is absolute dog shit for gameplay. And while listeners, I know that there are millions of you out there that are completely disagree with me. That's fine. But I think that still I wrong. think GTA, I, I think that GTA Online, it's the equivalent of, of a fucking MMO, in my opinion. Of it's just your you're going out and you're trying to get a crew together. And if you don't have a crew, well, fuck you. I liked it before they added a lot of the, the really game breaking stuff that you could buy. Yeah. Like flying cars and shit. I, the flying bikes were the worst. Um, so yeah, I, I just don't, I don't see, I don't see any path forward for GTA online other than, resetting the entire fucking thing and making people earn everything over again. Yeah. And, and in that way, I think online will be fun for the first year. Yeah. Cause I mean, we had a lot of fun with it the first year that it was out, mm-hmm. but then they started adding, you know, the shark cards. I think where it went South was the shark cards because then they had to jack the price of everything up because everybody could just, you know, buy they money. In, yeah. But they introduced those really soon, like really quickly. Right, but I'm just saying a lot of the, you know, as soon as you could start buying like tanks and, oh, yeah. you know, fighter jets, yeah, yeah that gotcha. was when it ruined the, uh, the in-game economy, yeah, and gotcha. then it quit being fun because it's like, oh, I could, you know, go do the heists and earn the money the way I'm supposed to, or I could just drop 200 bucks and have a tank. Yeah. I think the other issue with that, too, is when you got lettered down the road of Grand Theft Auto Online, it was just such a shit show for new players to hop in that you couldn't get any more newer base into it. Or returning players, for that matter. Yeah. Well, I mean, they have plenty of returning players. <laughs> they, they've, they've made, like, $6 billion a year off the fucking thing. Oh, no, I, I'm just <laughs> saying, like, for people like us who would play every once in a while, yeah. and we'd miss out on big events so we wouldn't have money or yeah. a cool new thing, gotcha. yeah. you know, we'd get on... Because I remember the last time we played... Uh, we ended up just getting pushed into a corner by these three guys that had flying bikes and the DeLoreans with the missile launchers on them. Yeah. And we're like, oh, cool. We're just getting blown up every 10 seconds. This isn't fun anymore. Yeah. Yeah, It's, I don't know. It's to me, it's to me, it's one of those things like, all right, this is kind of a shit show. So why would I even play this? And I don't see any reason to to jump into GTA Online 6 because it's going to be the same thing unless I'm willing to dedicate my entire fucking existence to that game. It's just going to be the same thing. So I might as well not play that and just play the the single player like I played the original, which I'll get my money's worth out of that. Oh, yeah, I'm still I'm definitely getting it. Yeah. In 2025 when it comes to PC. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's actually I think it's 2026 at that point. Fuck me. Okay. Uh. Just fun. <laughs> keeping it real. Yeah. <laughs> in level. <laughs> You're right. I, I did yeah. get a little optimistic. Yeah. Um, I don't get what everybody was shitting their pants about, though. It looked like a GTA trailer. Yeah. It just looked like a GTA trailer. It doesn't look like it's anything, you know. I don't get all the hype. It's just nothing dramatically, dramatically like yeah. uh, uh, different from from what we've gotten before now. But other than the fact that it's going to be like I'm hoping for like a Bonnie and Clyde kind of situation. 
Uh, it'd be great to make it co-op. I don't think that's going to happen. I think you're going to be swapping between the two main characters the entire time, which I that's you know, that's fine that they've done that. They did that in five, obviously, and that was great. I was going to say it worked well in five. Um, but uh, I think there's a lot of hype around like, oh, it's going to be co-op and you have, you know, the you have the freaking crazies online of, you know, Reddit and Twitter, you know, put, oh, uh, Louise, uh, Lu- no, Lucia is uh, she's trans, like based off of fucking nothing, based <laughs> off of no fucking input whatsoever from the game developers. Just, oh, she's trans. What? Where are you getting this from? You fucking half big douchebag. <laughs> fucking hell um there's there are some some concerns that i have for it being uh made for a modern audience i mean that's that's the been been the uh the language being used and that's by rockstar uh because whenever i hear modern audience like i hate okay rockstar i hate to tell you this modern audiences don't fucking exist the current audience you have now that is your modern audience the audience that you've had for the past three decades is your modern audience. Well, this is, this is, we, we are your modern audience. We're, we're the ones that are going to play your game. If we're using the word modern audience, I think they also need to understand that the modern audience they're talking about doesn't spend money. That's what I'm saying is like the modern audience doesn't exist. Their modern audience, the, the quote unquote, uh, woke (laughs) out there. Don't, they don't exist. They don't play games. They don't play your games. Go back in into the drawing board, and if you're trying to fucking, you know, change anything up for modern audiences, and go, eh, you know what? We're just going to turn it on its head and make fun of it, like you have for the past twenty years. You know, it's it's supposed to be a satire on, on the world, so I'm I'm expecting a lot of satire on and and social, you know, so basically social humor. Especially since it's taking place in Florida, so yeah, I mean it's it's. I, I'm hoping for the best. I'm expecting the worst, but I'm hoping for the best. So that's all I and that's all I can do. That's all we, any of us can do, really, as a gamer, is just hope for the best. Hope that they create new mechanics, and hope that Rockstar achieves the same levels of creativity that they have for the past, you know, for the past twenty years of their games. That's all we can do. I'm hoping that I don't get a lackluster uh, anger inducing story like I got from fucking Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> Unless there's anybody, anybody who's listening to this and who's new and, and you're going, what the fuck is he talking about? Arthur Morgan is the most limp dicked protagonist that Rockstar has ever made. And while you fume and piss, get pissy about what I just said, I want you to think about this. The entire time in that game, he is put down, run through, and dragged through every fucking scenario that you get put you get put into. Why? Because he's too much of a of a wet rag to Dutch and the rest of the gang. You you and I both know in reality, if somebody had to put up with that shit, they would lose their fucking mind and kill every single person in that group. Well, with the exception of maybe two of the women. Yeah, I was going to say not the entire group, just most of them. Yeah, my favorite like, Red Dead character is still Undead John. I, I still think he's one of the greatest protagonists ever existed. Not the Undead version, the regular, mm. the regular John Marston. Both are great. He, he's, 
Both are better than Arthur. I mean, part of part of the story for Red Dead Redemption Two shows off his his journey to becoming the person he becomes for Red Dead Redemption One. But when you get to Red Dead Redemption One and you play as him in Red Dead Redemption One, there's no comparison. There's there's zero comparison between who he was and who he is in that game because who he is in that game is he's a strong and fair-willed character. He wants to get he wants to do you know he wants to do right right by his family. He wants to do right uh, in order to try and get his family clear of you know the Pinkertons. There's a there's a nobility behind what he's actually like what he's actually doing. And by the time you play is by if you play Red Dead Redemption two and then go play Red Dead Redemption one, you will see exactly what I mean, because by the time you get to Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption one, you have zero fucks as to who you're going after and who you're going to kill because you want to murder every single fucking person in that goddamn group. Because they all deserve it. Oh, yeah. You don't give two zero shits about everybody in that group. None. And the the fact that fucking you know the fact that all that like all the grief and everything that that hey they have to go through is all because of fucking Micah and you can't talk talk Dutch into Micah's a piece of shit you should get just get rid of him oh he's been with us for, you know fuck you fuck you Dutch eat a giant bag of dicks like that's what I wanted to tell him every single fucking time so because like because of that i don't want to see that kind of protagonist set up in gta 6 i want to see i want to see lucia be a strong a, a strong woman but at the same time i want her to be i want it to be realistic and there's certain things about like there's certain things about uh, about playing as as a woman in those kind of games of like you have to have some realism to it of they have to be somewhat vulnerable, whether it's it's their personality or it's in their uh, in the uh, the actions or how they fight, things like that. Like if you have if you have her going toe to toe with a bunch of guys bare fisted, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. <laughs> like she she like you and I both know she would get her shit pushed in. So if you're having her go toe to toe without giving her like some kind of wood, like wooden weapon or a bat or a fucking crowbar or some shit in a fight or like a blade or something, then that's fucking horseshit. There, there are certain things about it. Like I want to see a strong character, but a like, but a vulnerable character. And I also would like them to, you know, shape, you know, reshape her face. So she doesn't have man face all the time, but that's just me. Also, it'd be nice to see them start out. Like (laughs) I would like to see a character that's willing to take responsibility for their actions. I want to see that conflict from from Nico Bellic back. I want to see the the conflict that you know you had uh, Michael in in GTA Five of you know man like this is really fucked up like I'm having to do this stuff or this is the only this is the only choice I think I have. But no, you want character depth. It. You want character development from your main protagonist. You know I don't want to have a protagonist that's not willing to accept responsibility. That's not willing to do any. You know that's willing to just do anything they want with no consequences whatsoever. Like I, I, I don't want to have a, uh, a Trevor. Is it Trevor? Yeah. The from, from, yeah. From five. I don't want to have a Trevor as my main character. Yeah. We've already had essentially. Yeah. We already had that. He, he's the embodiment of, okay, when you, when you just want to murder people, just go over to this guy. Well, well that's I what I liked he- about Trevor was he was a good balance of you had, 
uh, who was it, Michael and Franklin? Yeah. That actually had the good story. And yeah. then you had the unrepentant psycho. Yeah. To balance out all the serious, you know, I, I like that it kind of kept the game more lighthearted. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. So um, I'm hoping things- we get something similar to that. But again, it's been done. So. Yeah. I think it's going to yeah. be hard to replicate Trevor, period. I, yeah, I don't really, I don't necessarily want a replication of him. I just don't. I, I don't want to have I, I like I'm fine with the two characters as is like if they if they make them the, the Bonnie and Clyde, that's fine. Um, I just don't want to have a character that's completely like, all right, well, I'm just going to go and murder a whole bunch of people and and just that's that's fine. <laughs> that's OK. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess I guess I'm I, I might be asking too much from the from the game and from the developers at this point. Hey, so maybe there needs to be a, maybe there needs to be a Trevor in there. But well, we're going to get one. We're going to Florida. We're going to the land of Florida, man. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to be so disappointed. If Florida, man, is not a mission giver. <laughs> <laughs> well, they you know, they got that. Uh, what's that? Uh, that guy who's the, the Florida Joker. Yeah, trying to he's trying to freaking. Money. Yeah, he's trying to sue him for money. You know, okay, just give me a quick two million dollars and I'll leave you alone. <laughs> kind of deal. Um, I like how he. I, I I don't think Rockstar is going to even acknowledge that. They're just going to say fuck it, take us to court. Good luck. I don't think did they even Lindsay Lohan took us yeah. to court and lost. So good luck. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was funny. Off. Just the entire time, because you know he pulls up the screenshot and he's like, "This is obviously." You know, based on me, and it's like, bro, you're not the only person that's gotten stupid you're not the face only person tattoos. That's got stupid face tattoos. It <laughs> might be based. It might the character might be based on you, but the design wise looks completely different. Sorry. Yeah, I, I guarantee you're not the only person that has gotten face tattoos and dyes their hair weird colors. Yeah. But whatever, man. I I. <laughs> It's like you said, uh, Lindsay Lohan took him to court and lost. So good luck. Yeah. Um, so, uh, aside from that in video games, uh, for video game news, there was the, uh, the VGAs. We had the, uh, <laughs> we had the, VG- the, the VGAs and it was the most lackluster freaking, like I fucking hate award shows. I got to say this. I, cannot stand them i couldn't stand them even when even when i went to them even when i participated in them hell i couldn't stand them even when i designed shit for them i fucking hate award shows cannot stand them so having to like having to watch them i just want to sit there and fucking fast forward all the all the fucking time and the only reason why anybody ever watches the award shows and this is true for everyone you guys can sit there and complain as much as you want about the fact that the developers only got 30 seconds of fucking time on stage to give their fucking speeches and tell everybody how much they fucking love them and how much they appreciate them and how much they appreciate, you know, the amount of work that everything everybody put into the bottom line is you guys weren't watching for their fucking speeches. You weren't there to fucking support the developers. You were there to see the announcements and everybody in the VGAs knew it. Everybody did. Which is why they kept fucking telling every telling every friggin' developer up there to wrap it up. So while you guys sit there and complain about how disrespectful it is, go fuck yourself. You don't give a shit. I know it, and you know it. <laughs> Thank you, Vargo. I was thinking the exact same thing. 
Yeah, it's 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 fucking unreal. The amount of people who are I can't believe they did. Shut the fuck up. Give me a fucking break. No one gives a shit. None of you do. So, yeah, it's 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 fucking hilarious to watch the like, like fucking I was watching Young Yeah, I was watching fucking Asmongold like, oh, my gosh, they, get, they only give him 30 seconds. Of course, they only give him 30 fucking seconds. This is the sideshow for the, the main event. This is the fucking sideshow for the main event. The main event is you watching the other fucking announcements. And those were fucking lame for the most part. The most, the most, pre- the, the most amazing thing that I saw on there was the Hideo Kojima announcement. That was it. Which was basically him sitting there saying, yeah, we're still making Silent Hills without, without Konami. Fucking awesome. Yeah, can't wait to piss myself playing that game. Yeah, that's that's going to be sweet. I'm looking forward to that. But that was that was pretty much it. The rest of them, I did, I could give two shits what they announced. Just all right, here you go. Here's my shits. Here's my two shits. Thanks. Fuck you. I'm uh, I'm done. I won't I won't be watching it next year. If if I want to see the announcements, I'll I'll wait until the announcements are done. And then I'll watch those trailers because somebody will guarantee, especially the VGAs will have them as their own fucking individual little trailers that I can just fucking clip through and don't have to watch the fucking awards at all. That's what I always do. I just wait a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. Wait for the highlights. Yeah. Besides that, the VGAs are pointless, guys. You realize that there's only one award given to the given to a developer by the public, right? Only one. The rest of them aren't voted on by you. The rest of them aren't voted on by by anyone else other than the critics. So the critics voted for voted for whoever got best, you know, best game. So the only one that you should be looking forward to an announcement is set in a list really quickly of and the best game of the year, according to all the, you know, all the fucking votes from the public is Baldur's Gate three. Wow. What a surprise. Oh, man. Shocked. I'm, I'm shocked. I can't believe it. And the amount of people who are sitting out there and I haven't even played played Spider-Man 2, but I can tell you for a fact, there is no fucking way Spider-Man 2 is better than Baldur's Gate 3. No fucking way. Having played both, I can tell you there's no contest. Yeah. So all the the Spider-Man, all the Spider-Man 2 fans out there that are fucking blubbering and and pissing all over the place about how the fact you you should get the game of the year award and all that. Shut the fuck up. Even the public voted for it. The public voted for for Baldur's Gate 3. So if the public voted for Baldur's Gate 3, you have no say. That's it. That's all I got for the VGAs. Unless you guys have anything else to add. My rage inducement is just fucking at peak with that shit. Well, no, I was the past two weeks. (laughs) I was just thinking, even if Baldur's Gate didn't come out this year, Spider-Man 2 still wouldn't have been my vote for game of the year. It it made top five. It was good. Yeah, it's a it's I'm sure it's a freaking great game. Yeah, it's just not. It's not even top three of the year for me. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's (laughs) it's just it's just not. So, you know, the the. I think I think the only other announcement that I that I shat myself over was the God or the God of War Valhalla announcement. That's already available on deal or available for download on DLC. It's free. I'm already four hours um, into it. Yeah, I, like there's really what's really funny is the amount of freaking reviews that I've seen for it. It's hysterical. Games only two hours. Games only an hour and a half. I'm like, you guys are either lying your asses off or you skipped all of the cutscenes. 
because there's no fucking way that it's just an hour and a half. I, I'm over an hour in and I'm like, there's yeah. no fucking way. There's said, no did way. Did I just do one round? That's all they did? Yeah, like that's yeah. that's all I think they that's all I think they did. They just did the one round. They're like, oh, OK, well, I died and uh, Kratos now wakes up on the shore. Well, I guess that's it for this. There's no freaking story. Like the amount of fucking people that sat there and said, there's no story here. Shut the fuck up. All I heard was more God of War. I was game. Yeah. What do you mean? There's no story. Like I, <laughs> I played an hour and a half of this and there's tons of story, tons of it. Like, what do you, what are you people smoking? Or are these just the people who just, Oh, there's the, I'm just going to go on here and claim that I beat it in an hour and a half or claim that I beat it in two hours. That's probably and, the same uh, people that think uh, Fortnite's a great story. Those are the people that gave game of the year to the day before. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> speaking of which that game finally came out. I was shocked. <laughs> That's a game that we talked about. I think a total of twice on the podcast listeners twice. We talked about the original launch, the original trailer that had shown off on IGN years back. And then we had talked about it again when the, the questions of whether or not the game was going to be real or not had hit Twitter because there was somebody who was a volunteer who was a tester who says that they still have not seen the game itself. They have only seen trailers and tests and tests. Yeah. That's I, re- it. I, I remember like, when fucking weird. I remember when we were talking about it because uh, didn't I bring up whether it was going to be a uh, another Star Citizen type deal? Yeah, only Star Citizen is actually real. <laughs> <laughs> right, but I mean it's you know similar in that you know the developers just gonna be like, hey, we need we need more money. Yeah, but here, but but that's the thing is like we we had talked about that, but we we when we had found out like oh it's not crowdfunded at all. So what the fuck is this guy? What the fuck is this company doing? Well, it turns out the company was absolutely a bunch of scammers. Uh, I, and I think the day before means the day before launch, they put the game, they put the game together. Um, I'm not the first one to make that comment, listener. So it's, I know it's just, it's a lame joke, whatever. <laughs> accurate, but, but it's accurate. <laughs> um, so it turns out like somebody went through the game files. They found out all the asset flips. They listed the asset flip uh, list. So the game overall cost them a couple thousand dollars to make. That's it. Cost them a couple thousand dollars to make. And then they put it out and they had like 22,000 in sales at least. Uh, actually more than that. They had, uh, I think on their first day of playing, they had like 53,000 people playing. So it's 53,000 in sales. Like, ga- games like Immortals, uh, the Immortals of Avion, had a total maximum count on day one when it launched of 428 people. 428 <laughs> people bought that fucking game on day one and were playing it. And that game is, while it is a it is a technical and buggy mess, in my opinion. It's still worlds ahead of and built from the ground up in Unreal Engine 5. With the kitchen sink thrown in. It is 
worlds ahead of what the day before was the day before, which was delayed three times. Uh, one, one reportedly delayed because of the, the copyright issue with the name that was being used by a company. And I think this is complete. I still think this is complete horseshit. I don't think this company ever sued them whatsoever for the, for the name of a calendar of a calendar program. Yeah. Cause those correlate a calendar <laughs> program, a game about that's, that's supposed to be an MMO survival zombie apocalypse game. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the same. Yeah. That's, that's, it's fucking retarded. There's plenty of listeners. If you want to know like the full, you know, rundown of it, um, there's plenty of uh, documents of, or documented uh, cases of like people actually going through and, and explaining what, what kind of took place. I think the best breakdown of it that I've ever seen is on uh, skill up. They have a, uh, basically a base, a, what happened with this game uh, a layout of like dates, what took place, the fact that they had tried to, to, they had guised selling an app that was basically a, uh, what's the, what's the Microsoft, uh, app for meetings. Teams. Teams. Thank you. Yeah. Teams. Yeah. So they had a, they had a teams like program that they had, they had guised the selling of and the promotion of under the guise of, Oh, here's, here's an update for, for the day before about how we're working on it and, and behind the scenes footage. Nope. It was completely about selling their fucking teams app that they had, they had created in the midst of the pandemic, which by the way, which was within a year taken down, stopped being sold and, and ta- or taken or the, the website shut down as well for it. When you look at fantastic's history, you have to question who the fuck gave them any funding and who the fuck thought this was going to be real. But apparently, you know, 38,000 some odd people thought this was going to be real and, and good. And, and the, the stuff they had seen was enough for them to put their money into it and buy it and play it. But it, like, it's, it's still, that that's still insane to think about. Like a game, like a game, like immortals of Abiyam can only get 400 something people. And these guys got thousands in, in one day. Now, I will say also in one day, they also had 40% player drop off within the first day, within, within hours of the, of the game launching and refunds being issued. So, uh, so after that, like, it's basically been brought up. It's a scam. It was a scam. It was a scam all along. The developers didn't work on it. They had volunteer, volunteer workers, uh, to help develop it. and. (laughs) <laughs> and like, like some, some of like some of the listings for, for working with them for volunteers are basically just people that hang, hang out with them at the office and cheer them on. Yeah. Keep developing, man. Keep going. You got it. You know, it's fucking, it's, it's fucking hysterical when you sit there and you go, what the fuck happened with this game? What, where can I, where can I go volunteer to, uh, help cheer up these poor downtrodden developers because their job is so <laughs> difficult that they need cheerleaders in their cubicles, helping them out. Yeah. So thankfully steam has stepped in and they've, they put a kibosh on the, uh, on the whole selling of the, uh, the game. And unfortunately they didn't step in fast enough because the game had 
had continued to be on sale after the developers had said that, oh, we're disbanding and we're no longer we're no longer going to be making games. That's not true, by the way, listeners. They've just renamed themselves to eight points and they're taking the little money that they had or not the little money, the money that they got for the game and running. Um, which they can do because they're developer based in Russia. They have they have they have a Singapore a- address and a second address in China, but they aren't based there and neither of the offices were ever used. Yeah, it's it's a take the money and run. And uh, Steam finally stepped in and said, no, we're not letting this, We're not allowing the sale of this anymore. It's it's over. We're finished. Uh, you know, any and they basically open it up saying anybody who wants a refund, just ask and we will gladly refund your money. This was not alpha tested. This was not beta tested at all. Like there, there was fucking nothing. I want to point out the game was launched and then turned into early access after 30 minutes of it being at launch. So. Well, they're definitely not going to let people do that again. No, Uh, (laughs) I think that shit's going to going to end real quick. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting going forward, whether or not those policies will change from uh, from Steam. But um, I'm glad they stepped in. I'm glad that they actually put a stop to the sales and basically said to anybody, you want to you want a refund? Just ask. Uh, Unfortunately, there are a handful. And when I say a handful, I mean, like 38 people who are vehemently defending the shit out of this game. And that's really interesting considering it only has a 15% approval. It is, it is widely like just fucking downvoted for, for reviews. Like it is widely overhated. <laughs> and I, know I, I shouldn't say overhated, you know, the justification behind, behind the hatred for this game is completely there and it, it's absolutely real. I'm just thinking like you guys made Fallout 76 look good. Yeah, I mean, they, well, Fallout 76 was at least functional. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it didn't have any story, and it was lacking a lot in NPC, you know, the NPC department. But at least it worked. But at least it worked. <laughs> I mean, unless you, you caught for, the... Uh, and for months, I didn't have to spend a goddamn thing. <laughs> unless you caught the bug that I did, which uh, made your guns not work. Yeah. Oh, I'm shooting, but nothing's dying. Nothing's dying. <laughs> Their health bar's not moving. I'm seeing the shots hit them. It's not doing anything. <laughs> All right. And I'm dead. <laughs> I'm going to go play something that actually works. Fuck yeah. this. Um, so. Uh, trying to think of the, uh, the other, the other game news that came out or that came out. That wasn't, uh, that wasn't the day before. <laughs> um, Fuck. Yeah, that, that's, that's kind that's of taking up all the, the news. Me. Yeah, it's kind of fucking it's going to fucking bug me now. Um cuz I know I there's can tell you the uh the one thing I have very low expectancy for. What's that? Arcane making a blade game. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the, we've we've seen Here's the thing, it's a it's a new it's a different studio for one than the than the regular Arcane studio. So there's a little hope there, but the only reason they're showing I want to point this out. The only reason they're showing this trailer right now is because this is this is so, such an early state that they haven't even gotten anything beyond that trailer and uh, storyboard art, essentially. So they're 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 basically trying to uh, to div up. They're trying to get get a gear up for it. They're trying to get more employees to join the studio to actually work on the game. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. 
I, I think this is a lot of, hey, uh, we kind of shut the bed on the last one, but check out this new thing that we're working yeah. on. But here's the thing. People hear Arcane and they immediately think of Redfall. And Redfall was a dumpster fire. It's still a dumpster fire. It. Sorry to the four people that are still playing it. Yeah, it's fucking if that. I think they, I think they had their fucking major update and 16 people joined. Oh, man. Woo! Yeah. And at 15 of those so, 16, they're bots. So, like, they had, no, it wasn't, it wasn't even 16 because they said they couldn't even get full teams. It was like, it was like 14 <laughs> or 13 people. It was so fucking funny. I was like, God damn. Um, oh, man. Guys, just know when to call it a day. Yeah. If you can't even get full teams together, just move on. Yeah. Um, so, well, the, well, they uh, <laughs> ended the uh, Last of Us uh, servers, I guess, the uh, multiplayer servers. You guys didn't hear about that one. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna continue with the uh, my rant on on Arcane really quick. Well, was, but 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 I'll wrap it up really fast. What I was gonna say was, so when people hear Arcane, they think of Redfall, right? Which Redfall was a terrible freaking vampire shooter that could barely function, let alone shouldn't even exist from a studio that never intended to ever make a game like that. And now they're going to be working on a licensed property of blade. And I sit there and I hear that and go, Ooh, like I'm expecting good things from insomniacs Wolverine. Because they've proven themselves because because they've proven themselves with Spider-Man. Well, not only that, but I mean, you know, and every other fucking title they've ever made. Yeah, and Insomniac <laughs> doesn't make bad games. Yeah. They just make less good. It's actually true, yeah. <laughs> um, so when when people go, okay, well, I want to play the new Blade game, and they hear Arcane, I think there's probably going to be some hesitation as to whether or not people are going to actually want to buy the game, let alone pre-order it. I mean, I'll keep an eye on it because it sounds... If they can pull it off, it it could be pretty cool. Yeah. I've seen the storyboard art looks really cool. It's got some, you know, some flashy, uh, tones to it of, you have like this kind of, you know, going like blades, like hiding behind a corner and there's a club and there's people, you know, funneling down. So you have like this kind of like arts kind of fashion, like kind of, or art, like uh, not really art fashion, like, um, uh, a fashionable, like fashionably dressed people funneling into this club. And yet you have blade just kind of offset off to the corner. So I'm like, okay, that's intriguing. There's, you know, that tells me that they're looking at, at possibly doing some stealth assets with it. Some, you know, trying to integrate, basically integrating what they know from dishonored into a blade universe, which is great. If they can pull it off. Fantastic. But it's a big if. Yeah. Because, I mean, the, the sword play in Dishonored was actually pretty good. Yeah, and the reason why I say it's a big if is primarily because most of the studio doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah. Uh, they, I mean, they because of, and listeners, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, Redfall, because of Redfall, they had so much turnaround that they lost almost their entire senior development teams. So all the people who worked on Dishonored aren't even there anymore. Yeah, you can only make people put <sighs> yeah. up with so much for so long before they leave. Right. So I can only hope that because of this game that the gearing up of getting more employees to work on the game are going to attract some of the older arcane studio developers to come in and work on it because at least they'll know what they're doing in that case. But I don't know. It's a toss up. We'll see. Um, 
Anderson, you were, you were just, uh, before I interrupted you, you were going to bring up, uh, the last of us, uh, multiplayer that's been being worked on, right? No, no, no. They've been ending the servers because there's not getting enough people on the original multiplayer anyway. So now they're not predicting that the last of us multiplayer coming out is going to do well. Oh no, that was canceled. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, the the last of us the the last of us multiplayer that was being worked on and and that I had talked about last week of like oh I think they're they're all their resources are going towards that that's why they're doing all the remakes and shit no I think they're doing the remakes because they need money and they 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 know they need money because of the amount of money and resources that went into the multiplayer that's not coming out now yep so it was a money pit yep uh, and then you didn't have enough people only there was <clears> enough people excited to play it in the first place yeah I. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I don't know of anybody who who is excited. But I also don't know of anybody who wasn't really. Like, I think it, I think people were just aware of it and were waiting to see if it was going to be any good. Kind of like uh, you know, kind of like how people viewed the uh, the multiplayer for uh, Uncharted, right? Of eh, it's there and I'll play it, but I'm not really excited for it. We'll see. I'll try it out and put it down. Yeah, it, it kind of felt like that kind of uh, that kind of attitude uh, towards it. So, given the given the response that uh, our Bungie gave um, Naughty Dog on how badly the production was going, how lackluster the gameplay was, and how all the systems just kind of didn't really didn't really connect for it for it to be a survive not really a survivable but a uh, a multiplayer with longevity to it. Yeah, it's it seems like this is probably the better call, especially with the 12 other fucking games as a service titles that Sony have already announced uh, or or have, sorry, partly announced and others that they they still haven't announced that they've now cut back on. So. I think it's I think that I think that a lot in, in a lot of ways, I think Sony's looking at the landscape and going, OK, people don't want games as a service. So let's have Bungie come out with their extraction shooter and see how it goes test the waters from there i don't think there's much they can do about games that are so far in development that they're they're destined to come out anyways um but in some cases i think they're just they're trying to go all right well we need to save money we've already had to dump a whole bunch of developers we've had to cut cut back on bungie's uh whole staff which bungie lost like bungie lost a lot of staff members but they lost staff members that were actually useful and that's the thing that's really fucking weird. I mean, they 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 fired their freaking uh uh one of their their senior orchestra uh and uh uh music writers. And I was like, "What?" <laughs> like, "Wow, that's a guys, good idea." You guys, so first you you fire Marty and now you fire this guy like the the I can't remember his name, but he's been he's been with the company since Halo. Yeah. He's been he's been there almost he was almost he was almost there as long as Marty was. Yeah, because he was response, the guy who took over after Marty was let go, wasn't he? Yeah. So you had Marty, who was who was the senior. Uh, I can't remember. The, I can't remember their position. Sorry, sorry, listeners. Musician, <laughs> like you know, senior, yeah, senior musician, senior. senior I think music it's composers with the word you want. And yeah, composer. Thank you. Uh, he was their senior composer. Then you had this guy who was basically just underneath him, and they were both working on different different sets of music, right? You know, Marty's the more well-known uh, composer um, just because he was the lead composer on Halo for 
know, umpteen dozen years and then destiny and, and so on. So, uh, but this guy's been there since halo two. He's, he's worked with Monty for years. He had worked on all of, uh, destiny two's, uh, orchestra, uh, and they just let him go. So what the fuck, <laughs> what are you guys doing? Like Bungie, I don't know what the hell's going on with your management staff, but you guys need to fire yourselves. And you need to start listening to the people who are wanting to buy and play your game and stop firing the people who are making your games. Yeah. Get rid of your social media staff. Get rid of, get rid of anybody who's, who's able to be gotten rid of. I think the fucking funniest one was the, the person who's like, I'm, I'm integral to the company. I can't be let go or, you know, or I can't believe I lost my job. You, you were a fucking PR person on Twitter. Get, get fucked. Sorry. You're not useful compared to a developer who could be useful and got let go. Yeah. Or the composer, because you know, there's always two things that you can guarantee out of a bungee game, good gunplay and good music. Yeah. Yeah. Story. Yeah. <laughs> Not that, so much. That used to be, <laughs> that used to be a thing that used to be a thing. <laughs> but I, I remember making a similar comment when, uh, when destiny two was announced, I was like, I don't know how the story is going to be, but you're going to be able to shoot stuff really good. And it's going to have an awesome soundtrack. Yeah. Which um, held for the entire time that I played. Oh yeah. Fantastic. And I'm sure that has not changed. Um, so yeah, I mean, because, because, and that's just listeners. This is the weird thing is like the, and I want to bring this up really quick. Destiny's in trouble. Bungie's in massive trouble. Um, they had made the deal with Sony and I don't know who the fuck signed off on this, but this is fucking hysterical of you remember when miles said, when we had talked about this and miles sat there and they said, they, they jumped from one, one frying pan into another. Yeah. And he's right. They, they jumped, they jumped out of the frying pan with Activision to be their own, to be their own developer. And then they jumped right back into another frying pan because Sony bought them. And while, yeah, it was a big boost to their, to their revenue because Sony paid a lot of money for them uh, at the same time, they made the mistake of, oh, if we don't hit the certain financial quota or these certain numbers, all decision-making can go towards Sony. And I went, who the fuck signed off on that? (laughs) Who sat there and went, yeah, this is a good deal. Uh, Because uh, like... That, that means that all decision-making can, can easily be taken away and just be put into Sony's hands. And while I don't, I don't fully distrust Sony, I don't trust them either because they make a lot of dumb choices. Just look at the amount of freaking uh, censorship they've put into, into games for their, you know, for their console that's forced censorship, or censorship on other consoles or other platforms because of that. Fucking stupid. So. Yeah, I, I don't know what the fuck's going on with with Bungie lately, but they they've made one bad decision after another, after another, after another, to the point where many people, not just you know, not just myself, uh, but many other people have decided I'm not coming back. I'm not getting the next DLC. I'm not pre-ordering it. Get fucked. I won't pre-order. Like, dude, there are so many people now that are just sitting there going, I won't pre-order it until I can see it. Until I see it running and until I see people's reactions and reviews of it, I won't play it. And I'm going, God damn, what the fuck happened? You guys, you guys went from riding high off of the Witch Queen to 
fucking just in the basement within one DLC. And what's what's even worse is that you only have one DLC left. You only have one DLC left and you guys are sitting and people are sitting there going, nah, I'm good. I'm done. I'm out. So we'll see. Uh you know, I I hope for I hope really for the developer for the developer's sake that that doesn't hold, that 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 eventually that people do come back and they make a DLC that's worthy of 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 finishing out the the story and everything like that. I just don't see it. I just don't see it happening, really. Um, I think what I, happened is they dragged everything out way too long. Yeah, and now people don't care. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think, mean, we we've all been there with you know, book series and shows and whatever, where you know that everybody just wants more, 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 more. So they just stretch everything out, and you're like, I really don't give a shit how this ends now. Yeah, it's. I think you're right. Um, I think that's probably a lot to do with it, uh, especially because, I mean, you, you have the witness that's the main bad guy that's coming. You, they finally have a form to go off like, oh, this is the main bad guy. And when they show him <clears throat> and bring it and bring him into the fact like he's approaching Earth and stuff like that, the, the guy can fucking just wave his hand and fucking slice your ships and you into pieces, literally, literally slices of reality just completely cut you away. And I went, how the fuck are we supposed to fight this guy? How the, how the, how the hell is this ever going to happen? He's a God. Like quite literally, he's a God. What the fuck are we going to do? Like in, in the fucking, the fucking traveler does a beam of light at him and it fucking just puts flowers and fucking, you know, trees and shit into his fucking ship. Yeah. That's going to help. Thanks for the fucking nature. (laughs) Maybe, uh, maybe the traveler was uh, hoping he was allergic to pollen. Just sneeze himself to yeah, death. Just, what the fuck? He's got severe allergies. Um, <laughs> and then, like, and once they do that, though, like he he enters the space vagina. That's the only thing I can call it. <laughs> uh, into the traveler, and that's it. Like that's all you have. Like, like, dude, that should have spelled doomsday for everybody instantaneously, and nothing happened. It just he went in. That was it. God, I am so glad I quit playing this. And everybody sat there going, "Okay, well, now we have to go to a different planet entirely in order to learn what the hell's going on." And what do we do? We go there and learn fucking nothing. You get introduced to new NPCs that are fucking garbage and are annoying as hell and add nothing to the story. And the story hasn't progressed since. Like people can sit there and say, "Oh well, we had the season." I think the season—it's the season of the witch or something like that—with uh, uh, with Eris and like turning her into a hive god and stuff like that. And yet she doesn't st- she doesn't stay a hive god. She doesn't continue to to hold the powers that she that she obtained. Like what the fuck is this? This is trash. This is bad storytelling. Yeah, I'm I'm already pretty annoyed just hearing like every time you guys talk about the game, I'm just I haven't even been playing the game and I and I and I know the story and I'm going, God damn, this is terrible. Well no, that's what I'm saying though. Every time you guys talk about it, I'm like, why do people keep coming back to this? This sounds Yeah. It's fucking awful. You can only jerk people around for so long before they go, eh, this isn't worth it anymore. 
Yeah, in all honesty, listeners, if they had gone from the Witch Queen into uh, directly into the, the the final story, I guarantee you, you could go from the Witch Queen into the final story at the end of this and still have lost nothing. You will have lost nothing. None of the story will be lost. You will get the exact same story regardless. So what the, what is this? And it's like you said, it's just, it's drawn out. It's drawn out too far. They strung it out too long and they, they just strung their players along and just kept, oh, you have to buy the next one. You have to buy the next one. You have to buy the next one. On top of that, having the increases in prices, having the increases in prices for seasons, having the increases in price or having the individual dungeons be paid content. Like this shit is just out of hand and everybody went, what the hell's going on? And Bungie, little did we know Bungie is trying to hit, hit their quota for Sony. So, you know, here's the, here's the new boss. Same as the old boss. And everybody keeps talking about, Oh, well, this is why they're doing it because Sony's forcing them. No, Sony's not forcing shit. They haven't, they haven't been, they haven't been the main decision makers the entire fucking time. This is all Bungie's doing. Yeah, and it's all, just, it's all Bungie trying to make you trying to make as much money from you as possible because they signed a shitty contract. Yep. So, and this is why people laugh at me when I tell them that I read every, um, ah, fuck. What is it? The, uh, end user license agreement and all that other, oh, yeah. I, I read all of those <laughs> and they're like, Oh, why? I was like, because you, you learn things when you read these, oh, yeah. you don't know what you're signing. Yeah. half the time yeah listeners did you know that in any game and this is true even for a disc you don't own any game you don't own anything people think that they do when you don't when you don't sorry even when you have a when you have a physical media as long as you have anything attached to the internet they could stop you from watching it they could stop you from playing it yeah all they'd have to do is just say nope you bought a license Off. to operate it and at any point, they can decide that your license is not valid anymore. Yeah. If it were true that you, anytime you own a physical copy of a game and you could play it anytime, then servers would never shut down. You would have games that run forever on servers just because they have one or two people playing it. But that's not true. They have servers that shut down that prevent you from playing online all the time games. Just is what it is. You bought a game that's online all the time, like Destiny. You own the disc. But they could shut off the server at any point. The only reason they don't is because they're somehow still making money off of it. So, yeah, that's why I, you know, I don't buy games that re are online all the time. Yeah. For that specific reason. I mean, especially if it's a, a very DLC heavy game. Yeah. Because, you know, say over five years, you dump, I don't know three four hundred dollars mm -hmm. into dlc and then one day the developers just go yeah we're not supporting this anymore yeah listeners this is coming this is coming from somebody who's all digital like i do all digital content for for most of my games most of my games are bought digitally they could turn those off at any point i know that i'm aware of it yeah so uh but i'm just trying to tell you like this is this is just the the way the world works now you're essentially paying for a license that's why that's why it became so questionable when uh, the Unity thing took place, because people who 
delete or re-download the games. They could do that, a, you know, umpteen dozen times, causing the developer to co- to have to constantly pay money to to Unity because somebody re-downloaded their game. It doesn't matter if it's a new download or not. Unity could just turn around and and, and force them to pay pay a fucking charge for it. It'd be re- it it'd absolutely be insane. And that's why people lost their shit over it. That's why they had to change. They've, they've changed their policy now to a, uh, it's now a, uh, the, it's the same, it's the same policy as Epic of you. If your game gets downloaded up to a certain amount, then we'll start charging you essentially a license agreement. And you have to, you know, you as a developer, whatever profit you make off of that is a percent percentage goes to us. Does that make sense? Yeah. So. <laughs> Well, I think part of what happened with that was it's like I told you uh, a couple hours after that announcement, I saw yeah. people online were like, I'm going to write a bot that if this developer does something I don't like, I'm yeah. just going to have this bot uh, install and uninstall this game yeah. uh, continuously until I shut it off. Like, yeah, like that, that you, you know, you'd be you'd be sitting there cost like people could sit there and cost a developer millions of dollars in one go. Well, and that was the entire point. It's, oh, you know, this uh, developer does something that I don't like with the game. Fuck him. I'm going to bankrupt him now. Yeah. And there's not a thing that they could do about it. Yeah. So I think that's part of why they realized, oh, yeah, this is kind of insane. Maybe we shouldn't do this. I mean, outside of the fact that it was wildly unpopular anyways. Yeah. Um, So anyways, uh, I don't know where I was going with that, but... (laughs) I'll be honest. I don't know. I don't know how we got here from there, but you know, the, the bottom line is that, you know, it all kind of, you know, everything, everything, when, when uh, I look back on uh, all the decisions and stuff that, that Bungie's made and all the decisions that other developers keep making of like, it's like they're chasing this carrot of, we have to chase this impossible, unobtainable carrot of constantly getting more money, constantly infinite growth. And instead of realizing there is a limit to how much growth you can have. And eventually it's going to stop. There's, there's a limit to where we can go and there's a limit to how far we can push our, our customers. And the worst part is you don't realize where the limit is until you're already past it. Yeah. And I think Sony's looking at the landscape of the amount of dead, uh, games as a service games and going, okay, we have to turn the ship. We have to, we have to stop doing this before we commit fully to it. Because if we don't, we will devastate ourselves. So uh, we'll see. We'll see where things go from here. But I mean, you still have games as a service uh, games that are going to be coming out that are going to fucking fail dramatically. God damn. Justice League or Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is going to be a travesty in fucking gaming. Yeah, it breaks my heart because I love the Arkhamverse. Yeah, that that game is going to just be a joke. And it is going to fail so fucking hard that I don't know if D, like I honestly don't know if DC will recover between this Aquaman two fucking Flash, uh, Black Adam, Blue Beetle, Black Adam, Blue Beetle, like all that stuff. Like they're I mean, Warner Brothers is honestly seriously looking at selling DC. And at this point, I'd probably let them because they have not made good decisions. They, yeah, they need to. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like you the, talk about a company that is so fucking brain dead and just completely tone deaf to the entire populace of their customer base. 
And that's DC. Right next to him, fucking Marvel. Like two companies that could two companies that couldn't piss straight if they, you know, if they both were holding each other. So, you know, <laughs> something's going to have to give. And it's not going to be, it's not going to be us. It's not going to be the customers. It's not going to be the gamers. We're not going to give. We're going to sit there and go, no, I'm not giving you guys my money. Fuck you. You didn't make what I wanted you to make. Instead, you decided to, to concentrate on this garbage. And we're not, we're not going to put up with it. Sorry. I hear games as a service games and I instantly switch off. We've talked about that. Yep. Because other than uh, always online, that's my other instant no go. Yeah. Uh, games as a service is a, is a death nail for, for games at this point. And I think, and what's really funny is you have, you know, we've talked about this as well. You have uh, the extraction shooters that are coming in. There's going to be they're they're taking the place of battle royale. That's exactly what they're doing. Of it's, yeah, they're the next big thing. Yeah, they're the next big thing, and these companies are chasing it and hoping to God that they're going to be able to 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 connect with enough of an audience in order to carry a game forward. You have uh, the Hunt that came out years back was an extraction shooter. Its audience is it's a couple hundred people, I think, per month. Maybe a couple thousand. I think it's That's a couple about thousand. It. They don't they don't have a huge audience. They don't have a, a shit ton of gamers. It launched to middling uh, to middling reviews because it launched too early and it wasn't early access when it launched. So there was no forgiveness like for forgiveness in there. Um Granted, it didn't get the one star or like the, the, the score of one from IGN, which fucking IGN, that was impressive. I got to say for, uh, for the day before, couldn't, couldn't believe it, but you know, it's bad when IGN is giving an honest, oh, yeah. but the day before was an extraction shooter. It's just terrible extraction shooter. So your extraction shooters have to be really good. And there are some out there that I've seen that are fucking amazing looking and they look like a lot of fun. I won't play them. Because I don't like the PvP aspect of it. I'd rather play PvE. I'd rather play a game that is... I'd rather play a game that is like Diablo 4 than play that. And I won't play Diablo 4 because it's a games as a service title. That requires constant that connection. That requires constant connect- connection. I just so, don't like the idea of paying now $70... Paying to $70 not to not be able to play your game if, if your network shuts off or the internet ever goes down. And on top of that, you have season passes. Right. It's just annoying to me because, you know, I pay this amount of money. The game is sitting on my hard drive and then it goes, nah. Yeah. Sorry, your internet's out, bud. Yeah. No, no game for you today. Can't play. Sorry. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's not as much of a problem for you or I. It's a definite problem for Miles, though. Miles and the internet goes down constantly. Yeah, my internet goes down maybe once a month, and it's usually at like three or four in the morning when I should already be going to bed anyways. Yeah. But still, it's, it's still a, it's still an inconvenience, and it's still one of those things of like, God, dude, come on. Yeah. 
because I I can play ninety five percent of the titles on on my hard drive. Yeah, when my internet goes down. Yeah. So, whenever I hear like whenever we hear online is online online all the time, or games as a service, an extraction shooter is an online all the time game. I can't play it any other way. So if I can't play it any other way, why would I buy this game? And that's my mentality. And that's unfortunately the majority of gamers mentality at this point of, if I can't play this locally, I won't play it. Like I, I watched Asmongold talk when he's like, he's like, you know, that's, you know nobody's, nobody's not going to buy this because it's online all the time. And I will say, this is one of the few times I disagree with him. That's the dumbest fucking statement I've ever heard in my fucking life. There's plenty of people. There's plenty of people who won't play that game because it's online all the time. I know we're kind of a small minority in the the gaming community that actually give a shit about this, but you know, the the few people that have the mindset we do, we're we're pretty set in our ways on this. Yeah. And it's growing. Yeah. That's the thing. This we, mindset is growing. It's we, not getting smaller. It's getting bigger. We just got here quicker than everyone else. So sorry to hang nail. Um, so when Sony's sitting there and catching on and going, okay, games as a service is probably bad. Online all the time is probably bad. We're going to try and, and tone it down a little bit on some of the titles or try and try and space them out at least a little bit more. Because when we like when we heard fucking Sony sitting there saying, oh, we have 12 of them. What the fuck? That's just a shotgun blast. Hope that one of them that one of them nails. On. Yeah, one of them catches on and does and does what they want it to do is becomes their next billion dollar seller. And it's just it's not going to happen. And at the same time, you have you have other games that come out like uh, uh, Alan Wake. Uh, Alan Wake 2 came out. It's only on Epic Game Store for for pc for a year for a year but because of that it's not selling it's not selling well that's for fucking sure and the, what's what's hysterical is to listen to remedy and fucking in fucking epic try and cover their ass on it and say sit there oh it's it's sold very well has it or or has it not because i think it's not when it's already down to 40 dollars on epic game store this is one it's of those been out for a month this is one of those things that I I can guarantee you. I've watched it happen with two games that I own. Yeah. MechWarrior 5 and uh, Galactic Civilization 4. Both were Epic Store exclusives. Sold like shit for a year. As soon as you can start buying it on Steam, sales spike. It'll be $60. And yeah. But the thing is, is the people that are willing to wait are willing to pay full price for it to come out on Steam. Yeah. I mean, I told you with MechWarrior 5, I bought the game twice. I wasn't willing to wait. Yeah. I, I wanted I wanted to support it to let them know, hey, you know, we're a small fan base, but we're still here. Yeah. So I bought it on Epic and on Steam. And here's the thing. Epic has, you know, 230 some odd freaking or probably more than that by now, but 230 was the last last uh uh number I heard, but 230 million Epic Game Store customers versus Steam's 132 million. That's a huge win, right? Well, no, it's not uh, because Steam has over, I think it's 62 million 
uh, active daily customers versus Epic Games, which is at about 31 to 32 million active daily users. So that's a big difference in, in those numbers, right? So when you take that into account and go, okay, so you guys have, have over double the amount of, or nearly double the amount of uh, active accounts on Epic Game Store. Well, what does that tell you? That tells you and tells me that you guys don't sell your games to all of those users. Instead, those users are coming on every freaking week or month. Actually, this uh, this rate is every month to get your free games. That's it. They're on there to get their free games, which is why I know a lot of people have Epic Game Store accounts, not even to buy anything from them, not even to buy their their small minority of exclusives. So they're they're bleeding money at this point. And for what? My point is, is that. When you have exclusivity on even a, a store platform, you have less in sales. You have, you're limiting your customer base to buying your game. And I guarantee, like, if they have 12 million people who are on Epic, why haven't 12 million people or even 6 million people bought Alan Wake too? I guarantee you there are shit tons of gamers who are waiting to play that and have been waiting to play it. You don't you don't find them buying buying it uh, on on Epic Game Store, no. So what the fuck's the deal? Like people have been waiting thirteen fucking years for this game. They finally get it, and they're not going to get it on Epic Game Store. Well, gee, what's the problem here? It has nothing. Like at that point, it has nothing to do with brand loyalty or store loyalty. It's the fact that people just don't want another fucking launcher. I was one of those people. I'm like, I don't want another fucking launcher. I broke that because I fucking wanted a PC simulator because that's the only way you can get that fucking game. Yeah. I, like I said, I did the same for yeah. MechWarrior and then I realized, oh, all of a sudden I have a dozen launchers. Yeah. So I've limited myself. I mean, I still have my, uh, my GOG account, but I don't use it for the simple fact of I don't need 8 million launchers. Yeah. Yeah. I have, you know, I have freaking. <laughs> 2K, Ubisoft Connect, fucking uh, Steam, EA. Epic, EA, Window, or uh, sorry, Xbox. Um, fuck, there's at least another one in there. But like, you know, that's just six. That's six fucking launchers for different games that I own. And, and do you think, do you think my computer turns on and activates all of them at once? No. Hell no. I turn on one at a time if I'm wanting to play one game or another. So like, why the, like, why the hell is Epic or is, is anyone surprised at remedy that they're not selling their game that well? It's $40 listeners. I will tell you this right now. Alan Wake two is not that it's not game of the year material. Sorry. It is not. It's not anyone who thinks it is. You're wrong. Flat out. You're wrong. It's, it's a decent story. It's an interesting, uh, narrative but the main character is, is is duller than a fucking bag of hammers she she is she is fucking rust on the pavement in my opinion she's so freaking bland and oh, on top just of a that plot mover? she she's the she's the most she is the the most obvious detective ever 
And when I say obvious detective, she states the obvious all the fucking time. All the time. And it's annoying as fuck, which just reminds me of the state of, of writing as, as of today. The state of writing in video games is fucking trash. And, you know, you can sit there and say, oh, it's woke or whatever like that. I don't, I don't really care about that very much, but it's, it's the state of gaming. Is this, is the, this is the Zoomer mentality of, of how stories are told, where you have to basically lay everything out as plainly as possible because apparently people are too dumb to understand stories now. But here's the thing at $40, I would absolutely guarantee you. I would recommend that game to anybody at $40. Yeah. At $50, I would, it was a discount. It was a discount on Epic game store because they helped develop the game. They gave them the financing to make it. I'm appreciative as hell for that. So yeah, I'll buy it. 40 bucks. Yeah. I'd recommend it to anybody, but you'd have to have an Epic game store uh, launcher. And that's where people stop and they go, well, you know, I could get it on Epic game store or I could just keep it on steam and, or wait for it on steam. And then I'll have it on, on the main launcher that I use every day. I'm going to take a shot in the dark and say that people are just going to stick with steam and stick with their normal launchers. Why? Because it's more convenient. And convenience trumps everything. Well, I think part of the their problem is is a lot of people do what you know we do. Yeah. Oh, Epic Store exclusive. Cool. I'll play it next year. Yeah. And that's exactly it. The average person is going to use Epic Game Store for their free titles. They're not going to go there for exclusives. They're just going to wait on those so long as that exclusive actually is going to come to steam but they can't even convince people to come over and and get alan wake and and, or alan wake 2 and that's supposed to be an exclusive and it's even discounted tremendously discounted now so i mean there's a reason why they have, you know, 700 or 700 million uh, accounts on Epic for the amount of accounts that are they're attached to just Epic, uh, just Epic games themselves. Well, most of those are Fortnite players. They play daily. You know, you've got two to three hundred million million Epic or million uh, Fortnite players and Fortnite is now turning into a platform for different game types. So Epic is is quickly basically seemingly ditching the Epic Game Store model and going to be using Fortnite for just their main game and to have all transactions and gaming go through that apparently that's 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 Epic's new new game plan of basically turning Fortnite into their own metaverse. And while that that will absolutely drive people towards the Epic Game Store, because that'll be the only way you can download, you know, Fortnite from here on out. It's their exclusive. That's that's the thing that people are going to go for. But that's the only thing that people are going for. That that's basically the only thing that they're selling is Fortnite. And that's just to that's just to get get people onto the platform. If people aren't buying anything on it, then what was the point? The point is just to sell more Fortnite. So if if Epic is having a hard time just getting users on their platform and they have 
700 million customers using Fortnite. But they only get 32 million people or 31 million people on their storefront daily. How the hell does Sony and, or anyone else there out there making games as a service games expecting anyone to drop what they're doing on Fortnite or anything like that and switch over? I mean, you have you have Bungie making Marathon, right? What are the what's the likelihood of everyone going from the multiplayer in Destiny and switching over to Marathon? Well, somewhere between zero and one, because we both know that game is going to get a very dedicated but small player base. Yeah, I it, it's no doubt in my mind that they will make a kick ass shooter. That's what Bungie does. Shooting is what they do. But will that be enough to get everybody else from Destiny over? The answer is, of course not. And Bungie knows that. That's why they've been killing off the Destiny multiplayer crowd. The only reason why they've why they sent, you know threw them a bone recently is because they realized if they didn't, they'd probably be in a hell of a lot worse trouble than they are right now. Will people try it? Guaranteed, yeah. Will everybody stick with it? No. No. So, and I think that Sony's noticing that. They're noticing which way the wind is blowing for all games as a service games. I mean, it's <clears throat> it's pretty evident to to notice that this is what uh, what's happening on the, on the uh, gaming landscape. But I think this is also why Epic Games have decided that, okay, we're going to we're going to turn Fortnite into a platform for us. Because games, you know, their their Epic Game Store isn't working out as well as they thought. It's lost them just shit tons of money, and they see Epic or they see Epic Games, the game store, and they go, "Well, that's not really working out." But Fortnite has exploded, and Fortnite's still doing well. But how do you change that? You can't just stick to the same formula because they're noticing a tapering off of games as a service and as a whole. So they're looking at their battle royale, which is still a games as a service model. It's it's being updated constantly, right? That's why they have seasons. And they're looking at that going, okay, how do we turn this into something else? How do we turn this into a more engaging game to bring other players in and really kind of take over the entire landscape of different games as a service titles? We turn it into a racer. We turn it into, you know, this weird hodgepodge of different kind of games that you can go into and play and have a good time with your friends. And that's, you know, that's why they're doing what they're doing with Fortnite. And when it comes to Microsoft, I think Microsoft is trying to keep their, they're trying to keep their head to the ground and really see how, how everything's like going to play out wise for, for games as a service. I think they, that they've realized that there are certain things that, that adequately lend itself to games as a service. I think Forts is one of them. Forts and Motorsport. Absolutely. Um, which listeners I've played, by the way, uh, it's, it's actually pretty good. I, I think that the, the reviews are, way overblown and i think a lot of people need to fucking fix their computers uh to work with games as a service but i think the problem that they have with games is, or with their uh their windows uh games uh services is the biggest problem that they have so with windows they have uh the xbox app the xbox app app uses the windows game services app i don't know how else to put it but it's an app that runs in the background that allows it to communicate with 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 the Xbox servers and go, okay, yeah, this is pers- this person's a subscriber to Game Pass, whatever. Uh, it doesn't work very well, and it, a lot of the times it freaking bugs out and won't let you launch or even install a game. Happens to tons and tons of people. 
And because of that, games get get gnarly reviews, like freaking twos and and ones. And very rarely do I see do I see a games uh, a uh, Game Pass game hit more than a three uh, now because of the problems that people have with these with the games services app. Now that's not the only problem that they've had with uh, Forza. I guess Forza has had problems with uh, remembering people's uh, system settings. I think a lot of that has to do with updates. Um, when the game updates, it a lot of times drops your um, your original settings that you had for it. Uh, I've had mine reset my difficulty level, uh, which was unfortunate because uh, it happened and I didn't know it and I was in a game and had to play, had to go through, through the race on that shitty, on that shitty fucking uh, <laughs> difficulty level. And I was like, all right, well, this sucks. Um, does it have problems? Yeah. Is it, is it worth the hate of the 2.8? I think it has on PC. No, it's it, to me, it's a, it's about a 3.5 uh, to four. It's not as good as seven because seven was, was quite refined. It had gotten rid of all the loot boxes that had made it kind of horrendous to play. And had really stepped up its game uh, over the past or over the past two years or two to three years. But uh, now we have motors. Now we have just Forza Motorsport. The reason why it's called Forza Motorsport is it's going to be a games as a service. It is a games as a service. So, and it lends itself to that model. I think sports games as well. Yeah, and that's the thing is I was going to say I think that sports games lend that lend themselves to that model far more like or far more frequently than they than most uh developers and most publishers allow them to like i think i think mlb the show should should go to a yeah it's a games as a service model if you want the next update or you want the next player update or bench or bench update you have to pay for it 20 bucks yeah 20 30 bucks for a roster update every year yeah we don't need to update update the engine every fucking year we don't need to do that we can invest in updating the engine in you know seven years from now the game's going to look great on every freaking console and every freaking pc from here to 10 years then we do an update you know whether or not you pay whether or not that's that's included in the price or part of paying for it that's another thing but still it's it's not something that needs to be done every goddamn year i mean for fuck's sake we're well past the we're well past the acceptance of ea saying oh we updated the grass Come on, guys. Give us a fucking break. So that's where, you know, that's where I think games as a service actually belongs is in those kind of games. I don't think they belong in shooters. I don't think they belong in, you know, the capacity of like, oh, well, we're going to make it a massive online shooter or massive online uh, multiplayer that's either shooter based or magic based or whatever. And you have to be online all the time in order to play it. Well, I don't want to play WoW. So I guess I'll move the fuck on. Yeah, I did that once. Won't do it again. Constantly miss it, you know, as any addict will tell you, but <laughs> I know better than to go back. So it's, it's going to be interesting seeing how these, like how these uh, companies kind of deal with this as the landscape and gaming changes. But I think that we're going to see more and more often Unfortunately, I think we're going to see a lot of mobile, uh, more mobile uh, gaming kind of come into play Um, from, you know, we've had loot boxes to 
having pay to win mechanics to, you know, I, I think it's just going to continue to get worse before well, it gets better. I think everybody will realize that uh, it's past the point of where it should have gone when you have to start buying gems to yeah. play. Yeah. Oh, pay us five more. To, you, you can wait six hours for your for your playtime to refill, or you can just pay us twenty bucks right now. And I think that's when people are going to go, oh, shit, it went too far. Yeah. Uh, in other gaming news, listeners, E3 is officially dead, which we thought it was already dead for the past fucking three years. <laughs> um, news to us. So, um, I mean, we all knew E3 was dead when everybody took their ball and went home. Yeah. Hate to see you go. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. That's all I can say. Yeah. As soon as Sony and Microsoft and I mean, Nintendo kind of participated for two, but for two fucking or two or three years they did they didn't participate where the fuck have you guys been right but that's what i'm saying like <laughs> sony does their own conference new. yeah microsoft does their own conference nintendo does whatever the fuck nintendo wants yeah like i i don't understand what what was what was e3 going to ever be if 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 not dead it was already dead. Like we don't understand. We 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 assumed that it was dead when it was canceled this year. E three really died when the booth babes went away. This is fucking true. <laughs> so, yeah. Um. Anyways, yeah. I I don't know what else to say. It was all like as far as we were concerned, it was already gone. So yeah. I mean, it. I guess it's nice for uh, the official announcement, but thanks <laughs> <laughs> thanks for letting us know appreciate it don't don't come into the office tomorrow yeah i mean that's that's pretty much how it read to me i was like we all knew it but thanks for actually coming out and saying it guys um <laughs> so uh anyways uh the the other thing is uh anderson you have some trailers on here you wanted to talk about uh they had the kung fu panda 4 trailer uh, i think we all watched it look interesting um Hopefully it's, you know, hopefully it's good. Hopefully it's not, you know, hopefully it doesn't, hasn't run its full course. It'd be nice to see uh, a fourth one. I don't really think it's necessary because three, I think kind of wrapped everything up for it, but uh, I guess uh, four is going to have to do more with inner peace. I, I don't, I don't know. You know, I'm just happy for another Kung Fu Panda. You know, what surprised me from the trailer is that they're not sticking to the new animation style they've been doing. Which is what? So if you watch stuff like Bad Guys or like the new Puss in Boots, yeah, they've been kind of doing a like a, a kind of like a little more of a cell shading style to it. Versus, oh yeah, they've been yeah, doing the, the yeah. Spider Man kind of style, yeah, yeah. But it looks like it's uh, Kung Fu Panda the trailers are kind of sticking to what they're what it's known for, what it is. Yeah, I mean, I don't see why they shouldn't or why they should change it. So, um, but yeah, I mean. I, I don't, I mean, I don't think I'll go see it in theaters because <laughs> I don't see anything in theaters anymore. Uh, um, not like, well, I don't anymore. But, uh, the, uh, the other trailer that's not, that's not for a movie that's coming to theaters apparently is Axel Foley, um, Beverly Hills Cop 4. I just want to bring is, that up uh, for, uh, nostalgia. I'm pretty sure it's being made for member berries, but I think we're yeah, all, I mean, it's being made by Netflix. Yeah. So that makes it automatically questionable. Um, whether or not it'll be actually good or not. Um, I, 
really love uh, Eddie Murphy's humor and I love the Beverly Hills Cop series. Um, one and two are, you know, near and dear to my heart. I don't know about, I don't know about making a fourth one though. <laughs> uh, I think that, I think, I think you're right about the member barriers thing. I think they're, they're going off of that, but I think it's one of those things that like, I think it's run its course. I think three was fine. I don't see why we need a fourth one. Um, it would have, you know, it would have been nice fucking six, seven years ago. But now I don't, I don't think so. Um, I think the other factor to that is just how bad coming to America two was. So everybody's now a lot more hesitant. Yeah. Which was made by Amazon, but, uh, yeah, I get what you're meaning or what you mean. Um, and, uh, coming to America too was, it was okay. It was funny. It wasn't great. Um, I think that in a lot of, I think in a lot of ways it missed, you know, absolutely missed the mark. So trying to compare or trying to, but trying to compare that to a Beverly Hills cop movie. I don't know if you can, you can make the same correlation, but I get what you're saying of like, people are going to look at it and go, uh, okay, is this going to be the same more precise? The same deal? I think my issue is going to be, okay. So like from coming to America from one to two, it's the comedy, right? Coming to America. One yeah. was a radar movie. It was raunchy. It was straight to the point versus they try to make it family friendly. Okay. Um, yeah. Two. I gotcha. Yeah. And my concern for yeah. the new Beverly Hills cop that I'm very hesitant is the comedy. Cause you know, Beverly Hills cop is a buddy cop movie. With the hint well, of raunchy comedy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I uh yeah, I don't know. It dep- I think I think the, the rating for it is gonna be a uh is gonna be one of those things of like, all right, well if it comes out and it's T V fourteen or something like that, fuck that. I'm not watching that. Yeah, PG thirteen, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And that's what's gonna break it down to, like yeah. I agree Eddie Murphy is a phenomenal comedian. It's just you know, it's like Adam Sandler now, right? We knew him from like raunchy comedies to nowadays he's almost 100% a family comedy guy with occasional some things in between. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of funny you brought up the whole coming to America thing because the coming to America 2 kind of made me hesitant on whether or not I wanted to watch uh is it called is it called Candy Cane Lane? Is that it? Candy canes or oh that new, uh, oh, the new Christmas movie, new Christmas movie on, on, uh, on Amazon have, with, uh, I, with I'm Eddie very Murphy. hesitant. It just, yeah, it just kind of made me go, I don't know. <laughs> and my other concern on that one is just because of, uh, so since it's an Apple thing, my real big concern is what happened with Monarch. I've been watching uh, Monarch, the TV show. It's not done yet, so I'm not going to give a full review. Okay. But I enjoyed it for so part, like, you know, it's a show, so you're going to have drama in between the like, code, prolong the show and add some stuff in there. Yeah. It's just, there was an episode where it completely derails the characters and it focuses on a real world agenda. And it made no sense. It was just, it just stuck out like a sore thumb and the next following episode's back to normal. Mm. And if Apple doing that in this new Christmas movie being an Apple movie, and now I'm, I'm even more hesitant. Well, no, uh, Apple didn't make Candy Cane. Oh, they didn't? I thought uh, it was. No, they, no that's Amazon. That's, a, that's an Amazon one. Amazon Prime. That's why, that's why I was kind of hesitant, because it's an Amazon, it's an Amazon Prime movie. 
<laughs> which immediately makes it suspect. And, you know, because it's Eddie Murphy, and I'm like, well, Eddie, like, while Eddie Murphy is very funny, he's, you know, kind of missed the mark lately. So just have to wait and see, I guess. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll watch that this weekend and we'll see if it's any good. <laughs> if it's, you know, if it's, if it's bad within like the first, I'm sure I'll know within like the first 30 minutes, but, uh, I'll just stop watching it, I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's the bonus of watching, so, uh, movies on streaming versus going to the theater. Yeah. You can just, you hit one button and you're, you're done with it. Yeah. I can move on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't mind shit like that for things that are included in service like that. Yeah. I don't want to say free, but you know, yeah. Yeah. You just, uh, oh nope, this sucks. I'm done. On to something else. <laughs> um, I think that's all I have for for overall just uh, conversations for, for this week. But um, <clears throat> for games, you know, uh, I have uh, Super Mario Wonder as Anderson has as well. Uh, I haven't really gotten that far into it, but I enjoyed I enjoyed what I played. It's in you know, it's in it's an intri- an intriguing drug filled <laughs> psychedelic uh, experience i could i could say but uh anderson what did you think of it oh i'm i'm probably a good couple hour or a few hours into it i enjoy it yeah it's it's a nice brush or a uh, breath of fresh air into the mario series it's my yeah. opinion's probably one of been one of the better mario adventure games that we've had in the last couple of years yeah i'd have to i'd have to agree with that yeah uh, I like um, the fact. I mean, it's not, of, it's not really a rehash as, as yeah. so much as the other ones have been. That it's not really handholdy at the beginning, like the last couple of Mars have been. Yeah. Uh, and I'm that glad that was my big hesitation yeah. for buying it. Yeah. Uh, I'm also glad they're they're slowly getting rid of uh, Norbert and uh, just watching and just having the uh, Yoshi's as the uh, the kid character. Okay. Uh, that's a nice yeah. As somebody who plays with a kid, Norbert was nice because it was. So, listeners, in the last few Mario games, they have a Norbert character, kind of looks like a little little bandit, who's kind of impervious to everything, but allows like you know a younger player to join you, and they're not constantly dying or getting in your way. Yeah, and they're swapping out that character with you know just pick a different uh, Yoshi that you want to use, which gotcha. makes more sense because Yoshi's more identical. Yeah, you know, kids are gonna spot Yoshi's better. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, I I love the fact that it's a fever dream of a game how you transition on some of the stages, and kind of switches up the uh, the play a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I still say like one of the best new suits in the game is the one you get at the very beginning, which is the elephant suit. That one has been very yeah. consistently useful. That's, that one's awesome. Yeah. I never thought that playing oh. as a elephant Mario was going to be so much fun. <laughs> Roll Tide. <laughs> <laughs> Guess I'll be buying this one then. Uh, I was waiting, waiting for one of you guys to buy it, and yeah, it's actually really good. I was on the fence because I mean, it, we talked about this when uh, Paper Mario came out. Yeah, great game. Wish they wouldn't hold your hand so much. Yep, and that's why I haven't bought many Nintendo titles recently. Was that was you know, you had that in Paper Mario, and then Kirby, and then yeah, yeah. I was just like, dude, I, I'm. 34 don't hold my hand i know what i'm doing yeah speaking of not hand holding uh mario rpg is just as fucking difficult as it used to be yeah 
<laughs> that was the first thing that I heard on reviews was uh, they didn't tweak the difficulty, which is good because I enjoyed that game. Yeah, it's it's very challenging. It's very challenging. <laughs> um, yeah, it's very good, but it's very challenging. So, uh, yeah, any uh, and. <laughs> As for uh, as for anime and uh, stuff like that, I have watched uh, Reincarnated as a Sword. That was a lot of fun. That was a blast to go through. Um, I'm hoping that they come up with the, or they come out with season three. Uh, the relationship between the, the little girl and the sword is he's very fatherly towards her. So I enjoyed the fact that they had. You know, when when she had undressed or anything like that, like he was like, you know, he basically he basically, you know, kind of turned around. I was like, no, <laughs> we will not be doing that. Um, you know, that those kind of things were funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, I highly recommend it. If you if you guys have uh, a high dive, that is a, a really good one to watch. Yeah, so, that one's on my watch list. Um. The other one that I've watched is uh, is it far is it farming life in another world? I think it's farming life in another world. Yeah, you were telling me about that one. Uh, the first okay, the first episode is a slog to get through. It's rough, and the reason is because of the over explanation explaining or explanations of every fucking thing is the great farming tool. Is like I get it. You're you're using the great farming tool. I understand. To, to make a water thing or to make a fucking, you know, hoe to, to making, you know, whatever it's the, it's the great farming tool. I get it. You don't need to tell me every goddamn time you're using the great farming tool. So the first episode I end up like fast forwarding through a lot, <laughs> through a lot of it. The second episode, not so much. It was actually a lot better. The third episode is actually where things kind of, you know, really start to pick up and, and become much more enjoyable. So, uh, just to give anybody, you know, warning, if you're going to watch that, just make sure that you are aware that you kind of, kind of have to really stick with it and, and go through the first episode as, as a slog. Second episode gets better and it, it just gets better after that. So I have also been watching a show that I am going to stop watching, but, uh, girlfriend, girlfriend, it was, it's funny, but that story is trash. <laughs> Like it's, it's the, the first comment in, in the first episode, it sums it up perfectly. This show is garbage. I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that was one of the first comments I saw on, saw on there. And that one's on Crunchyroll. Um, it's, it's funny for the first, for the first season and the second season, it's, it's still kind of funny, but it's still, it starts to lose its it starts to lose its charm because the main character is he's such a doofus. And in reality, if any, I mean, if anybody acted this fucking way, nobody, the, the guy wouldn't have a girlfriend. Are you fucking kidding me? Like a girl would dump him in five fucking seconds. Uh, and he keeps attracting these girls and you're just like, what the fuck? Like, this, this is, is this guy's dick made of cocaine? <laughs> like, I mean, no, because he hasn't had sex with any of them. So what the fuck? Like, what the fuck is going on? So, yeah, I'm going to stop watching that one. I can't do, I can't do it anymore. 
or I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to wait and finish it later because <laughs> it's, it's just too much. Can't do it. Yeah. The way you were talking about it last night has, I, I'm going to at least watch the first season. Yeah. Cause it sounds like that's worth it. But the, the farther into the second season you got, you're just like, okay, I, I, I can yeah, skip it was, this. Listeners, it was to the point where I was literally like starting to fast, like literally fast forward through, through episodes. Like I was just skipping through sections. Um, but, uh, it was, you know, it's, it's worth the one, the, the one view for the first season, at least I can say that, uh, and, uh, miles and I started miles, Josiah and I, I don't know if Anderson has, but we've started watching reacher on, uh, on Amazon and gotten the first three episodes done. Um, so far it's good. It's not as good as the first season so far, because the first season I think kind of had it, yeah, it's it's the first season. Yeah, you know, it's gonna be one of those things where it's really impactful and kind of has a uh, more yeah. Punch you gotta to set the character, uh, the with. main character, strong, so people keep interest. Yeah, um, in the second season, it's the second season. It's downplay. Like uh, I feel like uh, Jack Reacher's intelligence and uh, ability to problem solve has been downplayed somewhat more to build up the other characters in the show. Which I, again, having read some of the books, I felt was kind of necessary because, you know, he's always the strongest, biggest, smartest guy in the room. Yeah. And if you're going to have him working with other people, you have to make them seem like they are comp. Yeah. Are, are at the very least least are competent, if not, yeah better than he is at some things. So yeah. I get why they kind of had to balance it out a little bit. He yeah. did seem a little bit dumber, but the people that they brought in for him to work with also seem really smart. Yeah. I'm it just, it just kind of like, it just seems like they're just downplaying him to build them up to me. Right. I, I'm not disagreeing. Yeah. I just, at but, least this time they have a pretty good reason to do it. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's, it's not to the point of listeners. It's not to the point where like, Oh, well, they have to build up the woman, so they have to make the guy dumb as shit. It's not like that. So, uh, they, they just kind of, they, they reuse the same lines over and over again from him of like, have I ever told you you're smart? You know, that shit like that. And you're like, dude, I get it. You don't need to praise them like they're a fucking puppy. Uh, I mean, unless they're into that. (laughs) Um, you know, they've, they've got the, the one that's the accountant. Oh, she's good with numbers. It's numbers. Of course, numbers. Of course, you know, I get it. She's good with numbers. Move the fuck on. <laughs> uh, it just, I, I don't know. Part, part of me feels like it's, it's not woke. It's just bad writing. I'm, I'm not going to say that it's bad writing yet. I, it seems like it could be, yeah. But I'm willing to give it a chance. If it stays that way through the entire season, then yeah, it's bad writing. Yeah, I'm I'm willing to wa- I'm willing to watch it. It's not making it horrible or anything. It just feels like it's it's kind of bad, lackluster lighting or writing to me. Yeah. Um. But you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. I'm hoping for uh, I'm hoping for a good you know climactic you know fight and stuff like that without the bulletproof cardboard boxes from the first season. I was gonna say we didn't have uh, bulletproof cardboard boxes yet. So, uh, the fight in the construction yard had me laughing my ass off. Yeah. Uh, these, these stories obviously take place in a, uh, a universe where OSHA does not exist. 
<laughs> and I understand it's just because I I've, I have my OSHA 10 and my OSHA 30, so my brain can't block these yeah. things out. But I'm just like, God, please just hire somebody to go. Yeah, that wouldn't actually happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll give a we'll give our final thoughts when the uh, when the show ends. But we just you know we just thought we'd uh, we'd we'd just kind of tell you that I'm where, liking where we're at in the show. I'm liking it so far, yeah. but it's uh, it's not as good as the first season. Yeah, but it's still early. Yeah. I'm I'm giving it a chance to get better, and I think it will. Yeah. Um. I can't think of anything else. Uh, I got to cover this week. A couple of quick game overviews that I can give since uh, I haven't finished any of them because one of them, which is uh, Warhammer 40k Rogue Trader, yeah, is um, it. It's going to be a long game. I, I'm liking that more companies are putting out uh, CRPGs. Okay. Um. Again, I feel like as I've gotten older, my gaming taste has kind of moved towards that. Yeah. So uh, you you throw that into Warhammer, of course, I'm going to buy it. <laughs> um, but the developers actually did the research, and uh, it, it's proper Warhammer. Yeah. E- even your good guy options still make you kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. So... I, I'm liking it. I'll recommend it to anybody that liked Baldur's Gate. And if you're a Warhammer fan, you're probably going to like this one. Okay. Um, I get that then. Like I said last night, they uh, they fulfilled one of my dreams. Of blowing up a planet? Yeah. <laughs> I got to exterminatus a planet. So this is now my <laughs> second place for game of the year. <laughs> That's funny. Um, it, it's a little buggy. Like, you can tell it was... Uh, I don't want to say it was rushed. I guess it was in development. I think like most games that come out today probably could have used a couple more months in the oven. Okay. But none of them are game breaking. Yeah. They're, they're just minor annoyances. It's overall, it's pretty polished. Like I said, they captured the feel of uh, Warhammer very well. Like I said, if you like Warhammer and you like Baldur's gate, I, I can tell you you'll have fun with it. Yeah. Okay. And then I bought uh, Ready or Not, which is the uh, the tactical shooter. Yeah, it's a tactical SWAT based shooter. Yeah, yeah. It, it's actually pretty good on its own. Okay, um, I could see this game being fun with like I don't know three or I, four people. Yeah, I, I'm not going to tell you guys to go buy it. I yeah. don't think you guys would enjoy it, but Miles might. Miles probably would actually. Um. But the real fun for me last night was uh, playing the game with zero regard for civilian safety. <laughs> safety. <laughs> um, I, I was running around, you know, pepperballing people that were already in handcuffs, beating the shit out of people <laughs> after I'd already gotten them. Uh, the best part was the second mission is you get called in to an apartment complex, and one of the people that you have to go in and take down is a. Uh, he's a streamer, but you find out that he's uh, been running like a, a child porn ring and he's a furry. Oh, okay. So, and he's a furry. Oh dude, that guy's got to die. Oh yeah, he did. <laughs> I beanbagged I was him. Say, just take his dick or just take his dick off. Oh no. no, I, uh, <laughs> this person has to be removed. Well, one of the, one of the cool things about the game is the missions. They're different every time. Yeah. So, you know, you'll try and go in one way 
and there there'd be like four guys in one hall yeah die um one of my complaints of about the game is i feel like sometimes the ai has wall hack on because they'll just like shoot you through walls yeah and uh so you know you'll die and spawn back in and then you'll try and go down the same hallway and there's nobody there yeah so they'll move things around and so the first time i did it went into the room and he was hiding behind something wouldn't drop his gun so i shot him oh no i was so horrified i had to shoot that piece of shit (laughs) uh but anyways i died because there was somebody else in the room and they came Uh, came up and shotgunned me in the back of the head second time i brought the beanbag shotgun with me and uh, it turns out you can beanbag people to death. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> How many did it take? Uh, I mean, I, I, I knew you could do that in real life, but. <laughs> well, it was three in the chest and one in the face. I think it was one in the face that finally yeah, killed, him. Have killed him. Yeah. He, he was still yelling at me. What you, this is why I don't have a badge. That's right. Hey, no judgment. <laughs> so, you recognize you're um, not supposed to have power. Right. Um. But yeah, the second or third time, you know, finally managed to go in and arrest him. And then you're going through and he's got like a server farm and you part of the game is you grab evidence from the site. Mm-hmm. And then they finally tell you, they're like, oh, hey, we're going through this hard drive right now. Yeah, it's a good thing we grabbed this guy. I was like, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So I, I'm four missions in. It's fun if you enjoy tactical shooters. It's very slow pace. Um, the first hour of the game was me learning to not just cowboy my way through shit because yeah. it will not work for you. Gotcha. So if you like tactical shooters, I can recommend it. All right. And like I said, in my, uh, my steam review, I, I paid 50 bucks and got to beanbag a furry in the balls. So that was worth it to me. All right. <laughs> um, so listeners, we've also been playing uh, SCP five K. <laughs> yeah and uh we haven't finished it we haven't we haven't gotten through all of the the first mission yet um what do they call it raid on area 12 uh, raid on area 12 uh the, the <laughs> so we got through like we got we actually got through pretty far and this was with loach uh this time because the first time we went through like josiah and i were actually getting we were getting pretty far in it and then jo- or then Loach joined, and Loach joined just before we got to to the second encounter with Peanut. And for those for those of you who don't know who Peanut is, Peanut is uh, SCP one seven three, and uh, that is it, it is a horrifying experience <laughs> um, because it is a what appears to be an immobile statue that quickly will zip around. If you don't look at it and it will snap your neck. It's equivalent to uh, uh, the angels from Doctor Who. It, well, the Doctor Who angels don't kill you. They just send you back in time. <laughs> they, they just place you in, in a different timeline to steal your time. Yeah, you don't exist anymore. This thing will beat you to death. Yeah, this thing, this thing will, will literally just snap your neck. You'll, you'll die. Whereas the angels, at least you're at least you're sent to another world or to another timeline where you can live out your life. Um, it's not preferable. However, it's not the worst <laughs> it's thing. Not that'll the worst happen. thing that happened. Uh, but the angels are horrifying just because of the fact that they move every time you don't look at them. 
This thing is horrifying because it moves so fucking fast. You can't turn around quick enough to do it. So unless you're very lucky, you're like, very I- lucky like he was. So <laughs> listeners, we were playing la- we were playing uh, the the first night with Loach and he comes in and he's he's we told him you're on watch duty. You're going to watch peanut. So he's going to watch. He's he's watching the oh, statue. God, what and do you guys do? He he decides to get up and go and go eat. And because of his n- non moving ass, it disconnected him from the server. So instantly <laughs> peanut just starts moving. And both of us, Josiah and I are in two different sections of the map. And he goes, I got, I just got booted from the game. And we went, what? And as soon as we said, what? And I turned, I died. <laughs> and Josiah died. And then, it, yeah, about two <laughs> seconds later, which was impressive. Cause again, we're both on opposite, opposite sides, sides of the map. map, right? Two seconds later. I hear Vargo go, oh, fuck, I'm dead. And then I turn around. I'm like, I hear him because you can hear him uh, dragging his feet across the yeah, floor. You can hear this, the cement dragon. And then as soon as I heard that, I knew it was over. I was like, well, fuck, we're yeah. done. <laughs> uh, so that was our that was the, the first time we got through. We got to that area. The second time was last night. And we get all the way through. We have Loach. We, hit, we have Loach on watch duty. This time he's moving around just in case just to keep himself, you know, mobile and not get disconnected from the server and what we don't know is that when that happens it spawns another version another version of peanut in another area so we have two now dose we discovered this at a very inconvenient time i discovered this at a very inconvenient time where we are watching the screen or we're, we're watching the 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 area that we just get into right and we're going into this office and all of a sudden I start hearing cement and I'm going, what the fuck is that? And just goes, I don't know. And he turns just in time for it to be right in front of his face. And he goes, <laughs> Oh shit. And I, he goes, well, uh, Brian and, and you know, Loach goes, yeah. He goes, are you still watching peanut? And he goes, yeah, he's right here. And we go, shit <laughs> and i turn and i go why and i go and i go oh shit <laughs> it's right there in front of him he goes yeah so uh we now have two of them to deal with so we get through and we get through the entire scenario we actually got through the entire scenario with both of them in the game unfortunately the doors were not holding peanut away and he was crashing through the fucking doors which Again, I'm wondering if that's intentional or or if that's a bug. I don't know because I have never seen him go through the doors ever. And he was careening through them. On top of that, he followed us into the fucking waterworks area. We're so we're we're, we're for the for the water treatment plant and we're like god damn it, like there's no way around this fucker. He is just moving with us the entire fucking time. So while we're doing that, we open up, we open up the next gate that we're supposed to go to or go through. We have peanut in the room. We have fucking crabs coming towards us. We have fucking zombies coming towards us is just a gigantic shit show. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much all we got. Like it's just, it, it sucked. Like that was just the worst fucking case scenario. So next time we play it, we're just going to have to go all three of us move together and just leave peanut alone and hopefully he'll he'll spawn somewhere else and we'll catch him again 
but so long as there's only one of them, it should be fine. Because <laughs> <laughs> two of them was fucking horrifying. Yeah. Um, I, I really want to. It was the worst part was when we got into the water treatment plant and we started hearing him. Yeah. And it was just like the fucking shuffling of fucking concrete <laughs> on concrete. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, you hear that, right? It just uh, goes, yeah. And I turn and I see him right near me. And I'm like, God damn it. He is still following us. <laughs> fucking walking up the stairs towards us. Like, God damn, that was just fucking infuriating. I think the worst one was the very last time right before we all died because we were all in that room. We just killed all the crabs. And then I heard the door behind me and I turned around with just enough time to see him about six inches away from my face. And all I could do was laugh. We had one (laughs) pinned on the other side of the room. We had the one that was up my ass and I'm sitting there laughing and everybody like, because what was it? Brian was the first one to turn around and he's like, wait, when did we get a second one? I was like, dude, we've been getting chased around the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> like, where have you been? We've had two of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we were telling him <laughs> to leave the other one alone. <laughs> Just walk away. <laughs> Silently walk backwards. Yeah. And I'm really curious if, cause I thought he wasn't supposed to be able to follow you into the water treatment area. No, he's not. That's the thing. Like I looked it up and I can't find one person that said, yeah, so we had a hard time because this, because the fucking peanut followed us into the water treatment area. Like, nope, there's no account of it. And I can't find any gameplay that shows it. These are moments where I wish we had a recording. Yeah. Then on top of that, we had the fucking door glitches where I couldn't get the doors to, to close. That was fucking terrible. So. Yeah. But, yeah. It's a fun game. <laughs> No, it's good. I, uh, <laughs> it's a rogue, I guess a rogue style shooter because you're, you know, you're essentially having to restart every time you, you know, every time you fail. So yeah, it's fun. I'm, I'm happy with the money that I spent on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a I think, and I think that covers all of our games. I think it covers everything. Yeah. That's all I had. Uh, Anderson, you have anything else to bring up? Um, no, I finally started playing Boulder's Gate and then the God of War add-on came out. Okay, yeah. Valhalla, I just started, yeah, I just started that myself. So. But I'm not very far in Boulder's Gate, I'm just kind of... I'm very good. far in Boulder's Gate, and I need to get back to that. <laughs> I, I would say I'm, I'm just past the area where you uh, get past the tutorial and the ship crashes. Oh, you're you're at the very beginning. Yeah, I'm like really early on, and then when I found out Valhalla oh, so came out, and I'm like, oh well, more God of War. Yeah. So you beat the first boss and then put it down. Yeah. <laughs> Your character selection choice. I will say, going back real quick, uh, yeah. Rogue Trader's first boss is not as hard as Baldur's Gate. Okay. Like y- you have options, but they're not as plentiful. So, you know, building your character outside of picking your, your character class. Yeah. Yeah. Building your character take, it took me like 20 minutes. I I did three characters just because the, uh, the class descriptions aren't super great. Yeah. So it took me a minute to figure out what I actually wanted to play. But once I found that, it was fine. Gotcha. All right. Well, listeners, that's all we got for you this week. And, uh, we won't be back until next month. Uh, sorry, 
<laughs> but uh, holidays kind of take priority and so does family. So uh, we're all going to be spending time with our loved ones. Hopefully you guys get to spend time with yours, but uh, we really appreciate you guys listening to us. It's, uh, you know, kind of the only reason why we do this is just because, you know, we just want to talk about games and hopefully we get some listeners. If we don't, then that's okay too. If you guys uh, enjoyed watch or enjoyed listening to this, you know, please uh, leave a like or, you know, whatever, go to our, you know, I'd say go to our Facebook page where we don't use it, <laughs> but, uh, tell your friends about us. It's pretty much the only way we get around. We, I really do mean that because we have almost no social media presence. Uh, and, uh, if you didn't like this show and you still listen to it, we appreciate that too. You guys can hate, like, you know, hate, listen to us as much as you want, but, uh, yeah. Anyways, this is Vargo. This is Josiah Anderson. Merry Christmas. Whatever holiday you celebrate. Nope, it's fucking Christmas. You shut the. (laughs) (laughs) Keep on geeking on. We're out.
<laughs> it's Christmas time. 